0: Good morning family. Quite a song. We sing it quite a bit, don't we? And the idea is that we don't belong here. We're looking forward to something else. And this morning I would like to share with you some thoughts that are basic to our belief. And that is some thoughts about heaven. Uh, So I'm glad you're here because we're talking about something that all of us think about Quite often. Now, for our guests this morning, we want you to know that we appreciate you being here. Anytime you have a chance, make sure you come back and worship with us and praise God with us and and share some time with us. We're glad that you're here. And uh, for those of you that are our guests and are from our area, Uh, Thanks for being here We want you to know that you're welcome here And we're glad that you're a part of our assemblies And hope you'll feel very at home and very welcome Also, of course, when we're talking about living for Christ We want not just our guests, everyone to feel uh, uh, motivated and encouraged about living for Him And and I guess challenge would be an okay word to talk about Because when I read the New Testament especially I find a lot of challenges there Do you guys ever do that? find uh, when I read that it's like wow I, I need to, I want to do that I want to be more like that I want to live like that because uh, I want to be what my God wants me to be now of course when we talk about the idea of heaven there's uh, I know that for a lot of people that if you said something about heaven they may look at you like oh you have this this uh, pie in the sky attitude and that you're you're looking you just wanting some kind of uh No, what would be the word? Some kind of a uh, unreal comfort. Okay, I I mean, I don't know what's the word for that. But okay, it's kind of like this thing that you just made up so that you'll feel better about life and better about yourself and, you know, that sort of thing. What I found in reading the Bible is heaven is different than that. Heaven is an actual situation that our God has in store a plan for his children. You got everybody agree with that? Now, and, and what I find interesting about heaven, or the idea of heaven, is that it, it's, I think anyway, it, it's something that everybody longs for. Now, what I mean by that is this. I don't think there's anybody that is living or has ever lived that is just totally satisfied with everything in life. There's always something inside of a person that says, there's something different. There's something more. I want to do this. I want to go there. I want to see this. I want to have this. I, it's, it's this thing inside of us that says there's something more out there. Well, of course, you and I, because we believe in God, and because we believe in the things that He says, well, we believe that the Bible is true. And so because of that, we think that most people are just feeling the desire to be where they are supposed to be. Amen? You know we're created by God, of course. If we're created by Him, we would have this longing to be with Him. Now we might not understand it, that's what it is. We might not oh, and comprehend, oh, that's the feeling I'm, that's why I have this desire. that's why I have this longing. But inside of us, inside of everybody, there is this desire for something different, desire for something more. And this morning, what I'd like to describe is, is the, it is the desire for heaven to be with God. I've kind of changed my view a little bit when I think about heaven. Maybe you guys have also. Maybe you did this years ago. Okay, I'm not telling you anything that you haven't done a long, long time ago. But I used to have this thought. As a matter of fact, I preached a lot, and when I was a kid, I heard a lot of sermons, and they were very encouraging about the idea of heaven. What they described was a place where there is no pain, no suffering, where it is, and as I looked at it, it was a place of reward. That, that's kind of the way I looked at heaven. It was, you know, you live for your Lord, you're His child, then you receive as an, a reward, heaven. Okay. Now, and, and that's true. Okay, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to take anything away from those words. I'm just saying that what I found is there's a lot more to the idea of heaven. Especially when you think about the fact that our Lord is there that our God is in that place now I put place in quotes there okay because you know when I say oh it's this place I'm using words that you and I can understand because that's the only way we can describe it but really when we talk about heaven we can't really say it's a place Because it's something spiritual and that's a whole different lesson. I'm not going to go into all that, but I would like to describe this morning how the changes that have happened within me are the ideas that this is where God is and my soul, my being longs to be with my creator. Okay. And if I could do that, that would be heaven. Okay, you see what I'm saying? In other words, there's so much more to just say, well, it's a wonderful place. You know, there's no night there, and there's streets of gold. And No, 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 it's much more than anything I can describe. It is, the, if you want to say it, it is the total summation of where my spirit wants to be, because it wants to be with the Creator. Okay, that's the idea that I'd like for us to give, the idea of heaven. Now, this morning, I'm going to talk about being citizens of heaven. Of course, the wording there is just borrowed from Philippians chapter 3 and a couple of other verses that I didn't put up there. But in Philippians chapter 3, uh, this is what Paul says as he talks to Philippi and some Christians there. He says, for as i told you before, and I now I'm going to tell you again, and I'm going to tell you it with tears in my eyes. This is really upsetting me, okay, and that's, that's kind of the way he's presenting it. Many people live as enemies of the cross of Christ. And that's Paul looked at that like that. That's a very sad and terrible thing. There's a lot of people going through life that are, well, their destiny is destruction. They're not If they keep going the way they're going, they're not going to have what I'm fixing to talk about. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. That's all they're thinking about. That's all they're trying to serve is themselves. Their glory is in their shame. Oh, that is, I mean... And as I think about the things I see in this world, their glory, they're thinking, oh, look at me, because they're doing some very shameful things. It doesn't make sense, but yet that's what Paul says was happening then, still happens today. But he goes on to say, their mind is on earthly things. And here's the key I'd like to say this morning to all my brothers and sisters gathered here, family, as we try to serve our Lord, all right? There, is, you guys say amen if you, or you don't have to say amen, I know some of you don't like to talk out loud, that's fine, just nod your head if you agree with this statement, alright, okay. There is a huge difference between the person that has their mind set on heavenly things and those that are set on earthly things. Okay, now because of that, alright, because of that focus on earthly things, living for those earthly things, okay, their destiny is destruction. Because they're thinking about stuff that's here, temporary, earthly, right now. But then he, Paul goes on to say, all right, but our, in other words, we're making the contrast here, our citizenship is in heaven. That's, that's the country we belong to. That's where if we're going to say what, citizens of what country? Well, we're, we're citizens of heaven. And so therefore we can't be thinking about, the oh, and giving our whole life to this because this is not it. This is is not where we belong. This is not where our citizenship is put. He goes on to say about that citizenship in heaven, well, this is what you're like if you are a citizen of heaven. You eagerly await a Savior from there. Let me tell you about Him. He's the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables Him to bring everything under His control, He's going to transform our lowly bodies so that we can be like His glorious body. Amen what we're looking forward to. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself in my lesson here, all right? But the idea is earthly mind versus a heavenly mind. Focus on earthly things versus a focus on heavenly things. And that's where I like to go with the idea of the lesson this morning. First of all, when you talk about this idea of being citizens, I belong to that place. I thought about John chapter 14. This, of course, is one of the most comforting uh, famous sayings of Christ that are so encouraging to Christians everywhere uh, across the globe no matter a matter of fact if you go to a funeral probably you will hear these words because they're so powerful for a Christian's life especially if you're struggling and going through rough times and of course when you talk about a funeral you're you you know, usually things are sad and you're say having to say goodbye to someone. But if they're children of God, it's so encouraging to be able to hear these words of Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you. But I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I am going to come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. Now there's some comforting words, amen? Amen. Now that's what I, I, when I think about life, when I think about what I go through, it all pales because of this. My Lord says, I've got a place prepared for my children, and I'm not going to leave you guys here. If I were, notice what he says, if I were going to leave you here, and it wasn't that there was something else, I would have told you that. You, You guys notice that? And I don't know what the conversation was. I mean, it's not all included there, so I don't know what the, what the, uh, the uh, uh, you know, apostles were saying at the time. Maybe it was something like, well, I don't know if it's true. I, you know, what about all these people that are saying this and that there is no place called heaven? What about those guys? And he says, now listen, if it weren't the case, I'd have told you. I'd have been straight up front with you. I'd have been honest with you. But There is. There is this Father's house. And I'm going to Gary and I'm going to get this place and it's going to be ready for you and I'm not going to leave you here. I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. Citizens of heaven means a place in the Father's house. Now, you guys have read things like streets of gold, especially in Revelation. There's some other places. Streets of gold, jewels, crowns of thorns. Uh, thorns, crowns of, of gold, right? Uh, uh, no night, right? I mean, this untold beauty. You ever will sit, sit back and say, wow, that's, that's going to be quite a place to see. You guys ever, man, ah, that is, that's going to be, and to walk on a street of gold, who, who, you know, guys, now let's be honest, okay? We are not, what we have here, and not just here, but in many, any places that you read in the Bible about heaven, right? You're it's it's the idea of God's house. right, you're in God's place. You're in his his, uh, his presence. Okay. Because of that, writers such as John, but others also, when they talk about heaven, they are trying to use words and ideas and things that you and I understand to try to describe something that is totally indescribable, okay? In other words, when you read about streets of gold, just imagine you can the most unbelievable, awesome... I mean, I don't know what words to use again, okay? If I did, I'd say, well, they're like streets of gold. Uh, But the idea is that something that goes beyond anything you can imagine, all right? When it talks about no night, no pain, no sorrow, those are just words that he uses to to Help us see a contrast between what you're going through now and saying those things don't exist, it's different than that. So, when he uses words like this, it's uh, I understand that sometimes we want to talk about, well, I don't know if I can just sit around playing and harp all the rest of for all creation and singing, you know. <laughs> Again, the idea is not to, to give us something like that, it's to try to use words that that. Give us an idea of forever you will have the feeling of standing in the presence of the awesome God, all right? Forever you will have that overwhelming desire to say, thank you, Lord. Okay, so that's, that's kind of the idea. But when we talk about heaven, it goes beyond our description. And even when we say we're citizens of heaven, do we really know what we're talking? I don't really know what I'm talking about because it goes beyond anything that I can comprehend. It is a spiritual place. And something that is just out of this world, literally out of this world. Oh, a couple of the thoughts I thought. First of all, uh, you know, when I think about being a citizen of heaven, it, it, just, may, it just reminds me that I, I don't belong here. And I, and I think that's important that I remember that. I don't belong here. Uh, Hebrews chapter eleven. I love the way that uh, the writer of Hebrews puts that, uh, talking about older people that have gone on, uh, heroes you might say, the people that lived by their faith. And this is what he says about them: they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on the earth. We don't belong here. People who say such thing, they're they're confident. They're showing that they they're looking for a country of their own. This is not my place. I don't belong here. I belong somewhere else. You guys have heard me say before, is this, uh, there's so many illustrations that I talk about how we put so much effort and focus into now and what I'm going through now. And, and one of the illustrations that I heard recently that I wanted to share with you, well, maybe it's like a guy that, that gets a hotel room. You're going on vacation, you get a hotel room. Well, when you get the hotel room, you really like it and you think, well, that's a nice hotel room. So, but you think, I, you know, what it really needs is it needs a, a, a little different color of paint on the walls. And so you go to the store and you buy some paint and you come in and you paint all the walls in the hotel room. But then you think, you know, this carpet's a little outdated. I think I'll put some new carpet or some hardwood flooring. And so you go and you get that and and you fix the floors. And then you think, you know, it really needs a new bed. So you buy a new bed and you buy a new TV and you et cetera, et cetera. Okay, you go all this stuff. And the manager comes in and he looks at the room and says, "Hey, thanks a lot. Your checkout time's at ten o'clock." Right? That's the idea. Why would we put so much effort into a hotel room we're going to be in one night? It wouldn't make sense, right? Why would we focus on that? And that would be the thing that we would try to make, make our life when we know that that's, it's a one-night deal. Or, I don't know, maybe you on, you're working, so you're there a week. But even if you're there a week, just think it's a waste of time to put so much effort into that one little thing. That's the kind of idea that I need to have every day. I don't belong here. This is not my place. I'm here for a very short time, and because of that, it changes my focus. Now, about that, I wanted to say a couple points. First of all, this one. It's not like what you're experiencing now. The thing I know about heaven is that it is a different kind of thing, and you are going to be a different kind of thing. I've had so many people ask me over the years, well, what's it going to be like? What are we going to be like? What Okay, again, we're, we're dealing with some stuff that goes beyond what you and I can really grasp. Behold, I, I say that, maybe you have completely, and you can explain it to me later, okay? But what I've noticed is there are some verses that give us a hint. And here's a couple. We will not all sleep. We will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound, the dead and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed now there's many other things he says about imperishable things that in other words you know what i mean you know it's the kind of the idea these things decay they they just they you know they'll go away but what you will be will never go away that's kind of the idea will not perish but first john also in verse three dear friends now we are children of god and what we will be has not yet been made known In other words, you want to describe it? Well, it's not yet been made completely known. We can get some hints of it, but it's more than that, right? It goes on to say, but we know that when he appears, we shall be, you guys read that? We will be like him. I didn't say we will be, it doesn't say we will be equal with him. It says we will be like him. There will be some things about him that we will become interesting and wonderful, and we shall see Him as He is. Beautiful words, things to think about when you think about being in, and I'll put that in quotes, in heaven, okay? Because that is where our God is, and we will be like Him. One thing I can know about heaven, for sure, is that I will, there will be no flesh there, because that's perishable. What's there will be imperishable. Now, you may be saying, well, can he make flesh that's imperishable? Yeah, he can, and if he does, okay, fine, all right? But I can say that the thing we're experiencing now, this kind of flesh, we will, ex- will not experience that because this stuff dies. It gets issues and problems in it, and there's things that happen within, the, within the, any organism because that's, that's just the way it is. That's, uh, I think that's for you. Pretty sure, thank you. Pretty sure that's for her. Don't you guys think it's for her? Probably, probably. I'm thinking it's for. Anyway, I don't know who it's. Uh, but the idea is, is that it's going to be a spiritual thing. And, and if you'd like to talk more about that, we can do that sometimes. But I think we're going to find that what we're going to run into is a lot of speculation, uh, a lot of things that we just don't know about the spiritual being. Okay, because uh, it's so different than flesh. That's all we're used to. That's all we've been involved in. I think we can get an idea of it, maybe some pictures of it. But uh, to be able to say, oh, this is exactly what it's going to be like. Well, even, even, you know, Paul and John, as they describe it, this thing is, is far beyond what you're experiencing now. And that's the point. It's far beyond what you're experiencing now. Okay, next. First, Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. These are some powerful words written by Paul that I think you'll find great encouragement in as he talks about the idea of what you're going through now compared to what you're going to have if you're God's child. Okay, he says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though we're having some issues. We're wasting away outwardly. But inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. In other words, if you have Christ inside of you and you're living for Him, there's something inside of you that just renews every day. It's part of being God's child. But outwardly, fleshly, things you see, it's it's all just wasting away. Then he says this, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us and ex- an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now, I want to stop there for just a second, and I just want to ask you to remember the things that Paul went through in his life. Some of you have studied that many, many times. And you know the torture, the shipwrecks, the stonings, the the running out of town, the threat of his life, being in jail, etc., cetera, et cetera, You guys have, have read about Paul's life uh, all, your, all your life, right, as you've studied about uh, things in the Bible. Now, I want to ask you, when you look at Paul's life, could you say, well, they were just kind of just a light and momentary troubles. Is that the way you would describe what Paul was going through? And yet what I find here is, That Paul says, I don't know what you're going through, but I will say this about what the thing that's happening to me is that it's a light and momentary trouble. Uh, It's kind of like if you took, uh, okay, um, you guys have probably done this before. I know Stu's working on a big chunk in his ground right now, all right? You guys ever try to dig up a big rock, all right? I mean, there have been, and I love watching them on television, how they can pick up those huge rocks. How do they do that? Uh, I know how they do that, it's on, it's on television, uh, but the idea is, you guys know what it's like to pick up a rock that is too big, right, you try and you work, and man, that think so heavy, it's, I mean, it weighs as much as your truck, right, and you're trying and you're trying to lift this big old rock, and you—and maybe if you work real hard and you get some help and you have a lot of leverage, or you can use a tractor, which I say, hey, why are you trying it any other way, but if you use, maybe you can use some stuff and you can get it moved, okay, that rock, you would say, is a heavy rock. Everybody going to go with that, right? Okay, that, that is a heavy rock. Now, if you travel over east of town and you go to elephant rocks, and you see a rock there that is as big as this building, would you say that is a little bit bigger rock than the one you dug out of your ground? Okay, uh, yeah, of course. Well, if you took that rock and say you looked at a rock the size of, say, a planet, Okay, you would say, now that's a big rock, right? My point is this, maybe it's all in perspective. We could say this is a huge rock, but compared to the rocks of the elephant rocks, it's a little bitty rock. But if we say that those rocks are, no, compared to a planet, it's a little bitty rock, not even a speck. I think that's what Paul is beginning to get us to see. He's not saying, don't worry about your issues. Maybe there are issues you can't even deal with. Maybe you've got to have help. Maybe you've got to pry them things out of the ground. And maybe they're just things that are so heavy you just can't get, you can't take care of them. And yet he says about them, in comparison, they are tiny little pebbles. They don't even exist compared to something else. That's the point that he's trying to make. Compared to what is going to happen, your troubles that you're going through right now are. This is so insignificant. Now, you may say, oh, no, I'm just having all kinds. Okay, it's like the rock deal. It's a big old rock, and it's it's heavy, but there's a lot bigger rocks. Right? There's a lot bigger stuff. And that's the point. And then he goes on to, and so because of that, he goes on to say, so we fix our eyes on what is seen. Oh, I'm sorry. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. What is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Let's focus on the things that really are the big things, that really will give us the kind of hope, all right, that'll take us through whatever troubles we're dealing with. Heaven. We get to be in heaven. We get to be with God. Again, I'm using words that hopefully we can grasp a little bit, but wow, they go beyond what I can even tell you about. That's what our God wants to give us. And that's why Paul can say, what you're going through now is a light and momentary trouble. I think if I can focus on heaven, I might start to see things as light and momentary. Because that's the big rock, right? That's the big thing. That's the thing that will really make the difference. One last point. These are words that are found in Revelation chapter 22, verse 20. Maybe it's one of those things we need to write on our refrigerator. And I've said that so many times that you probably have your refrigerator covered with all these scriptures that we've talked about. I don't believe you have, but I do believe this. These are things that make a difference in my life. And if I could think about them every day, that would really change things. And here's one of them. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen, come Lord Jesus. If we said that every day, that was our focus as we got up in the morning. Amen, come Lord Jesus. We're looking forward to you being here. We want you to be here. We want to be with you. We're thinking about heaven. I heard the saying, and maybe you have too, you know, you're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. You guys ever heard that? You're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And I used to think, well, they're just saying, you know, you can go overboard with your you know, focus on heaven. Now, I don't think you can. At least I can. not I, I just don't think you can ever go overboard and think too much about heaven. Now, if you disregarded the things of heaven because you were thinking about heaven, well, maybe that would apply to the no earthly good thing. But the idea is if you'll focus on heaven with everything in your being, I'm talking about being with God, being a part of Him, having that for eternity, that'll make a difference in everything you do and everything you say, the way you live your life. Okay, so this morning, our citizenship is in heaven. That's what we have to look forward to. Got to close up our time this morning. I'd like to encourage all of you to think about heaven, to think about being with God, to know that Christ, through uh, His love for you, has offered a sacrifice that is, uh, that is eternal also. It is something that uh, He has given And because of His sacrifice, you can be redeemed uh, to the God. You could be with Him. You can be part of Him. This morning, if Christ is not the center of your life, if you've never confessed Him as your Lord, if you've never died and been buried and resurrected with Him, as the Bible describes immersion or baptism, this morning I'd like to encourage you. Think about life. Think about the brevity of it. Think about the eternal home that you could have with your God. Not as a reward, but to be with the one that created you. What a reward. Amen? What a reward. Now, if you are one of God's children and yet you find there are some things in your life that are you know are not supposed to be there, uh, I, I hope that you pray about that all the time. And I'm not trying to make a distinction between there's something special about this time. But I will say this. Your family cares about you. And if there's some things going on that you want your family to be helping you through why not let us know? We'll all be praying about it. We'll all be imploring God on your behalf. In other words, let's make sure that our lives are like they're supposed to be. We're just family trying to be what God wants us to be. If you need to respond, come before this group. If you need to, whatever you need, Christ calls you to come to him as together we stand and sing this song.